Hey, good morning. It's Jeannie Yandel. It's Thursday. This is Seattle Now. For thousands of years, grizzly bears roamed the North Cascades in large numbers. It's estimated that currently, fewer than 10 remain. Now, scientists are trying to bring the grizzlies back. We'll hear from Seattle Times environment reporter Isabella Breda, who's looked into this. But first, let's get you caught up. After a decisive re-election win last week, Senator Patty Murray has another new job. She's been nominated as the president pro tem of the U.S. Senate, making her the first woman to ever hold the position. It puts her third in line if something happens to the president, assuming her leadership post is confirmed next month by her fellow Democrats. We have the first details of impending layoffs at Amazon, and some employees have already gotten their pink slips. The company confirmed yesterday in a blog post that workers in their devices and services organization are being cut. It's not yet clear how many Seattle-based workers could be laid off. And the Seattle Times reports that part of the 520 construction geared at creating a new bus lane and ramp onto I-5 needs a redo. Workers will need to replace part of a concrete column where the State Department of Transportation found some damage. WashDOT says they aren't expecting this to cause a delay, and the full project should still be done by early 2024. Isabella Breda is an environment reporter for the Seattle Times. She's been reporting on efforts to reintroduce grizzly bears in the North Cascades. Grizzly bears are just essentially bigger brown bears. They have a hump in their shoulders. They're the biggest um, in North America. So they weigh somewhere between three and 500 pounds on average. So they're pretty big guys. Isabella has not encountered a grizzly bear herself. I tried really, really hard when I was at Glacier National Park. <laughs> and while that's been disappointing for Isabella personally, she's reporting on a larger issue with grizzlies in Washington. There hasn't been a confirmed grizzly sighting in the U.S. portion of the Cascades since 1996. Grizzly bears play a critical role in the North Cascades ecosystem, and scientists are trying to bring them back. Seattle Times environment reporter Isabella Breda is here to get grizzly with us. I said it. Hi, Isabella. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So why are there so few grizzly bears in the North Cascades now? What happened? Sure, yeah. Over the years, humans essentially hunted down their populations. Um, sometimes that was, uh, you know, for money, that was for sport. They were seen as a threat to both people and livestock, so things that uh, settlers, when they arrived here, relied on. And they weren't necessarily seen as the valuable asset in the ecosystem that they are. So how has the North Cascades changed without the grizzlies there? Just as if you remove any mammal that's been part of a food chain for years and years and years, like the grizzlies were, their role in that is going to be removed and it's going to kind of turn that food chain upside down. You might see populations of smaller animals that they may have chased down or consumed go up. For grizzlies specifically, though, they would turn the soils, they were digging for roots, which is important for the success of different plant species. Um, they consume and distribute seeds for different uh, native berries like huckleberries, which are important food for other species like black and white tailed deer. 
And so when those grizzlies left, those processes that the ecosystem relied on them for left. Mm. One of the things that stuck out to me in your reporting on this grizzly bear reintroduction process was a quote from a program director with Conservation Northwest saying that the bears, quote, belong in the North Cascades. What does that mean, they belong in the North Cascades? Sure. Um, and as I was saying earlier, you know, the perception was when, when settlers arrived that they were seen as a threat. They were a potential threat to humans when there were those encounters. They may have been a threat to some livestock. Um, so they were hunted down, but, but they'd always been there. Um, they are a valuable piece of the ecosystem. Essentially, what changed was people arriving. Their value never really changed. Hmm. So. What options are scientists considering now to help the grizzly population in the North Cascades grow again? This all starts with a process back in 2014 launched by the Obama administration, which was to consider bringing over some bears from Glacier National Park and other areas where they've been prevalent, introducing them, seeing how they do, seeing if they would interact with any existing populations in the North Cascades, um, and hopefully over the years they would repopulate. And so now we're seeing the return of this process, which started under Obama administration ended under the Trump administration and now is being restarted. This one specifically would be about three to seven bears released every year over the course of five to 10 years. And the goal would be to get to just like a stable population of 25 bears. And the goal over a long period of time, I think they laid out like 100 years, was to have 200 bears back throughout this big, expansive, the National Park and just the North Cascades as a whole. Hmm. So this is a century-long process we're talking about here. And as you just noted, Isabella, this was a project that was first sort of launched in 2014, eight years ago. But it also sounds like there's been some turbulence along the way. Why has this project been so turbulent? Sure. And, um, you know, to some, like the quote you referenced from Conservation Northwest, it may just seem like an obvious need. We need bears. The bears had always been there and then they left. So we should bring them back. Um, But there's political concerns around it. Um, Things that have resurfaced each time around has been that concern about human bear interactions. Mm -hmm. Again, livestock. Uh, Representative Dan Newhouse out of Central Washington, uh, you know, very quickly after the announcement came out last week, said he would oppose a reintroduction effort. And again, this is not like actually bringing the bears back. This is just the consideration process outlining what it could look like, um, allowing public comment to shape it and said that, you know, ultimately his constituents' needs would be affected by uh, reintroducing the bears. So there's definitely been a political aspect over the years. Hmm. I know we started out this conversation by pointing out that humans are the main reason the grizzly bear population has shrunk so much in the North Cascades. But, I mean, Representative Newhouse may not entirely be wrong by saying that grizzly bears could also pose a danger to humans. I mean... Could reintroducing grizzly bears be dangerous to people who live or camp in the area of the North Cascades? Sure. I mean, I think um, it would be helpful to look to other national parks where there are these human bear encounters. 
Um, so Glacier National Park over in Montana has like clearly outlined guidelines of what to do in case of an encounter of a bear. They, you can buy bear spray in the stores. Um, I mean, there's definitely things you can do to reduce the risk of an attack. Um, and typically, you know, these bears won't attack you completely unprompted. I know you don't have a crystal ball and I know you can't see the future, but we have talked about this project as one that has moved forward and then been paused and now it's moving forward again. Do you think it's going to happen this time? Um, I want to start just by, again, uh, saying that if it does if it does move forward this time around, it's still going to take quite a bit of time to formalize what that'll look like. Um, but I have seen that in the past processes, it was always the Department of the Interior that would ultimately come forward and shut it down. Um, and now we see... Um, Secretary Deb Holland heading that department, and she's been supportive of um, a lot of projects like this. Something that is um, important to restoring the land as it had been in function for thousands of years. So I might see um, a little more empathy from that administration, but I don't know if that certainly means that it'll move forward. Isabella Breda is an environmental reporter at the Seattle Times. Isabella, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Vaughn Jones produced today's episode. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeannie Yandel. We'll see you again tomorrow.